Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you're about to listen to another episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. Some changes a little bit of what the planned schedule was going to be for this month, but I'll, I'll tell you more about that soon here. It is, this is show 862. It is May 15th, the middle of May, the merry month of May. It, I don't know, does anyone say that anymore? <laughs> All right, so... Um, I'll tell you more about this shortly, but we're not talking Motor City Comic Con. That I am not going to that this weekend. But um, but I am going to talk about. I, I thought it was high time, high time, that I talk about um, this new Star Trek show called Strange New Worlds, and also the last final episode of Star Trek Picard season two. So uh, I'll talk about some other things first. So if you're not uh, watching these things or haven't watched these yet, um, you would might not want to uh, be spoiled because I will talk about some things in the episodes, but um, it won't be super spoilery, I don't think. I, I try not to give you a blow-by-blow blow detail. I'm, no, I'm not doing any episode commentaries yet or anything on these, but, but anyway, uh, that's about it. Uh, let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, everyone. Again, welcome to Treks in Sci-Fi. You know, I've done this podcast for, what is it? What are we going on to? <laughs> Some 2005. Always easy to remember when I started. So it'll be this fall, 17 years. That's just, it's longer than most TV shows, right? But I'm still enjoying it, as I say. So I've always been pretty open and sharing. So I thought that I debated about this. I don't know why. It's not really that big of a deal, truthfully. But um, the reason the schedule changed a little bit, and I might be a little still froggy on my throat, you know, although I feel good, is I know back in very early April, uh, late March, early April, uh, I know I mentioned and have said that I ended up getting COVID. It wasn't that bad. Uh, probably about down and out for a week, week and a half or so, something like that. And then really felt good for a few several weeks and lo and behold about a about a week ago a little more than a week ago just before last weekend like that Friday which would have been around let me see here the 6th of May I uh I got covid again somehow it, can you believe it I was I wasn't really going to mention it here on the podcast cuz I'm um frankly my my wife Lynn is probably even more so but I'm frankly just so so tired of talking about it and I feel good now I, I and I didn't really have a bad case so I started feeling like cold like symptoms and I, I have a, a very I'm very fortunate I have a job that allows me to mostly work at home um, at least these last couple of years uh, I used to go into a regular small office every day but that hasn't been the case for obviously obvious reasons and I went to a little work, a very, very brief, well, it wasn't even an hour long with just a couple of the other guys. We have a couple of buildings, uh, a couple of offices in the in the 
let's just say the general area, I work in a very small office with very few people. And I've been going in there a couple of days a week for the last couple of years anyway to do things, but no one else is there usually. But I, I went to this other location that we have with about, there's about 100 people that work at that location, although a lot of them are working at home. Had a brief meeting with one guy from out of town, a supplier kind of thing. I work in automotive coatings, which I'm sure I know I've said before. Some of you, depending on when you, you know, how long you've been listening, you may not know that, but I, you know, I live in the Detroit area of general area. And, but I went to this meeting for about an hour and two, three days after that, I started to feel like I was getting a cold and I'm like, oh, it must be a cold because everything in the news and everything being reported out there in the world is, it's very, it, it, you can get COVID again. That's certainly been known, uh, but you, you, you wouldn't really get it like that quickly. And I'm fully vaccinated and all that too. But a month later, and I thought, oh, there's no way in the world that I have it again. It's probably just a cold. And it didn't really feel that bad. But my wife, uh, she kind of, uh, you know, always trust your wife's guys. If you, you know, if you're guys and you have a wife or, but she said, oh, you probably should take a test. And the next day after I was still feeling something and I'm like, no, no. And we had some plans that weekend. It was Mother's Day weekend and all and I'm like, well, okay, I'll take a test, but there's no way. And and sure enough, I did one of those home tests, and I and it po- was positive again. Now, was it truly COVID? I think because I'll tell you why. Now, here's the kicker. At first, I thought, oh, maybe it's just I don't know, still reading something in my system from when I had it a month ago. But the one of the guys that I met with at that meeting ended up a couple days later also having it. And other a couple other people in that building, that office had it. So I'm like, sure enough, going in there, gave it to me again. Probably is a different, slightly different variant of it. Um, again, both times I've had it, it hasn't really knocked me out. Uh, I've had to kind of stay at home. I don't want to give it to anybody. Because, uh, you know, some people out there might have not an easy time of it anyway. But I, and it's just been mostly like a, a nose cold kind of thing. Really, even the second time was not, has not been anything like, well, the first time even wasn't that bad, but this time was even less. I didn't have much of a fever at all, um, no real aches or anything like that. Took some over-the-counter kind of uh, like Dayquil, NyQuil things a couple of days for a few days, and yeah, I feel good now, but um, yeah. So I just thought in, in, in just in the weirdness of the world and sharing and all that, I would, I would mention it here briefly. We'll get into, um, geeky talk here in a second or two, but I just wanted to share that. And so that changed my plans for this weekend. Um, even though I'm pretty much better, I decided not to go to Motor City Comic Con. Um, I felt a little bit like, I don't think I'm contagious anymore. I did take, take another test a day or two ago. And I'm, it's showing negative now, so I, I would have probably been okay. But I, I, I wasn't really feeling it or feeling up quite to it. So I decided not to go. So that kind of changed my plans. And really, that's where it leaves us with talking about the new Star Trek show and the final episode of Picard here in a few minutes. I'll talk about some other stuff here in a second. Uh, take one quick sip of tea. Hang on. All right. Yeah, it, it's just so bizarre. It's just it's just really bizarre. And I, uh, you know, we've my wife and I have been talking about this a lot this week. Uh, she got it. 
well, here's the funny thing. The, la- the last bit of, I'll talk about on this. She started to feel bad a few, well, three, four days after I, I had it, you know, so like midweek of this past week. And she has allergies. She has seasonal type allergies. And she thought at first it was just that. And um, and then she's like, oh, I must have it again. She's taken two or three tests now. And even though she has symptoms just like I have, sneezing and um, a lot of nasal congestion, but her tests have all been negative. <laughs> she has not gotten a positive test, which is so weird. So I don't know. Maybe these tests are just not super accurate. Who, who knows? I got to believe we both probably had it again and the test is just not showing it for her. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty convinced that I must have had it again because of those other people at work. If the other people at work had not gotten it like that, I would have thought it would have just been, well, that's just a false positive or something maybe. I don't know. Okay, enough about that junk, but uh, point is still definitely uh, (laughs) please be vaccinated. Really, again, it it didn't bother me that much. I've definitely had worse, worse, not worst, I've had worse colds, worse illnesses over the years than, than this has been. It's just, it really always boils down to, I just don't want to, I never want to get, nobody wants to generally, you know, give any illness they have to someone else. So that's the big, that's the biggest thing. You just don't want to be spreading germs to other people, no matter what it is really. And that's the biggest thing that makes impacts your life. And there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening now and things are starting to happen. Like I haven't even seen, <laughs> I'm a huge, of course, fan of the Marvel movies and comics and everything. And I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet. And uh, here it's been out for more than a week. I'm going to try to go this week sometime. I really want to see it in the theater. I, I definitely am going to go. I'm feeling pretty up to it now. Um, the, the crowds are definitely, they're, the, you know, theaters are pretty empty, especially during the week. I may go to a, like a late afternoon matinee kind of show, which is usually a dead time at the movies. But I don't think, like I said, I'm 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 not gonna I'm not contagious anymore. So uh, I could still even wear a mask, but I don't even think that's gonna matter because again, I think it's just that that five six days or so when you really actively have it that you're really a problem. But all right, that has been your ten minutes of COVID talk. Let's talk for about five, maybe a little bit longer, five ten minutes of other things. And then we'll talk about Picard, Strange New Worlds. By the way, obviously, Strange New Worlds is just great. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll talk more here soon. I was almost going to invite a couple of guys on to talk about it. But I think I'm going to do that sometime after a couple more episodes. Maybe with my Patreon uh, supporters, patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi if you want to support the podcast. Thanks to everyone that does that. Um, I'm going to try to do a show sometime before the end of May with the Patreon guys. If it's not by the end of the May, it'll be early June, so we'll be doing that soon. But the um, but yeah, Strange New World's really, really good. Really enjoying it uh, very much. Just fantastic. Uh, so, but other things. So the, let's see, uh, uh, some news type stuff a little bit. Um, seems like the CW is kind of cleaning house uh, on their shows. And I, I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. By the way, the reason I didn't do a podcast last weekend was obviously that was the weekend I was really feeling, you know, nasally and the COVID thing. So, you know, that's why there was Zippo. And I didn't even put up a repeat or any guest show or anything. So, um, but CW, which has had, you know, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Batwoman, uh, you know, all these shows, Black Lightning. So the... Uh, 
black, uh, sorry, black, <laughs> Batwoman um, has been canceled three seasons. And I haven't really made it. Um, I've, I've definitely talked about how that one was my least favorite of the, the CW shows that they've done. The um, They've also canceled DC Legends Tomorrow, which is kind of unfortunate because I really like that show a lot. I thought they they had the ability to mix up the cast, change things, and and create some pretty interesting and sort of zany and stuff with, with a lot of heart, too, all the time. And I, I really enjoyed that show. It was goofy. I get that it wouldn't be it for everyone, but I, I really liked it. I'm going to miss that one uh, quite a bit. And the the other show that, that was a little bit of surprise to me, I just found out about it on Friday, was Naomi, which is the young uh, black teen superhero that's been in DC Comics for a little while now, not a long time. And they did this um, CW show, which I've been really enjoying. And I was watching the last two episodes of the season, and then I read that they hadn't renewed it, which is a little bit of a surprise. I mean, these things are always ratings driven. I'm assuming it just didn't get very good ratings. I wasn't hearing a lot of people talk about it. Um, But, you know, it was nice that they had a... um, you know, a young teenage black girl, woman, you know, whatever the, uh, you know, in comics, but also in a representing on a TV show. And I thought the TV show was very well done. I, I am not, I know the character and I've read some of her, what she does in the comics. Uh, I think they did an, a Naomi, her own comic. I don't know if I read any of those. I don't remember. She shows up in with Justice League and stuff. She has kind of, she's an alien she has sort of Superman-like powers uh, with with quite a bit of difference, too, but she can fly and things like that. This first season on the TV show, she was just sort of learning about this of herself, her background kind of coming into her. They kept using the word, <laughs> the, the Naomi uh, bingo card to play was in every episode at least, multiple times, Naomi, your powers are manifesting now, finally, you know, that she would be... T- the word manifesting, you know, you don't use that word a lot in, in normal language. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I thought it was good. And and they had a nice, she had a nice group of friends that kind of, kind of, she helped. And I don't want to say too much because I still think if you want to watch the show for one season, you know, give it a shot. I know a lot of people, when shows get dropped like that, they'll just never watch it if they never did. That kind of happens. And I get that. Um what else? Okay, so CW, the rundown. Uh, Superman and Lois um, is still going. It's in its second season. I'm not sure how many episodes. They they have a little break right now until the 31st of May when they'll be back with new episodes. That's a great series. I've said it many times on the Facebook group for the, for the podcast. It's really good, really well done. Great, great stories, great uh, acting, characters, just, just, super uh, there's a pun super solid superman show and, and again a unique one because he's a family man now and and that some people kind of a little bit or you know oh there's all the f- family drama but i i think they do it well and and these the the their boys their teen boys i think are played played well like in other words i don't i think they're very much like teen boys and I have two teen well they're not teenagers anymore but I had two teen boys so I think I can speak from a little experience I I think this they do a good job of it of course we didn't have superpowers you know but you (laughs) 
All right, but so that show is going to be back, and that's going to get a third season, and The Flash is going to be back with, it'll be season nine, I think. But that's that's that. Uh, the They have two, a couple new things. Well, they have Stargirl still coming back for another season. I haven't heard anything about a future beyond that. Stargirl has turned into, it's kind of nice because it's turned into this summer show. It comes on during the summertime just because of scheduling or whatever. Uh, that'll be its third season, I think it's coming back. Um, they've got this show with a, a, a character I'm not that familiar with. I don't really, I guess he may have had some comics, maybe. Uh, this, this this character called Tom Swift is going to be on the CW. It's He's sort of a black Batman almost. He he's like he's like a he's like an inventor, a billionaire, a superhero, a playboy. They say in the ads. I don't know anything about him, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I have a feeling that show will not go beyond a a, a, a one season for for many reasons. One, it, they're starting it in in May, and and any show that that they start in the this time of year doesn't get the ratings, you know, at all. Cause le- people watch less TV during the spring summertime. It's just the, um, he's a very unknown character. That's another, you know, another mark against, you know, that show really going anywhere. I'm going to probably check it out. Cause it's, it looks like something that I might enjoy, but, um, and then the other thing coming is called, um, I think it's called Gotham central. There's another Gotham type show. This is mostly about the GCPD, Kind of like, you know, they did a Gotham show, which I really enjoyed a lot uh, for, how long? Four seasons, I think. I, I think that is a very underrated, which I hate uh, the terms underrated and overrated. But I think I think a lot of people over the years, it'll be on Netflix, probably is right now, will catch on to how cool and good Gotham was. Yes, there wasn't really a Batman in it, but they had... It, it just, I, I can't explain how, how about it too much, except it was taken very seriously. Uh, they had all the rogues kind of in their early days there. Uh, and I, I, I was always very impressed by Gotham. I think, I think it got a little wackier t- towards the end. And, and it didn't always hit for me, but 90% of the time or more it did. Um, but they're doing this Gotham Central, which is based on, um, uh, which is based on some uh, Gotham um, Police Department comics, slightly. Uh, and, you know, it'll be Jim Gordon and Harvey and all that again, I think. I think. I, I don't know that much. I, I know I've been hearing a little bit about it. I'm not sure when it's going to show up on. I, I'm pretty sure that was a CW show, I think. One of the guys from Supernatural, the actor, um, what's his name, Misha Collins or something? I never watched Supernatural, which, again, yes, it's one of those rare nerdy geeky shows that you know I just never started to watch and then it was in its like seventh season and I'm like uh, I'm a little bit overwhelmed to go try to now watch Supernatural considering it's got what 12 13 seasons I don't know I think it finally ended right Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll watch it sometime uh but um but so that's another show coming to um for for this but yeah CW is going through a little bit of a cleaning house transition. I mean, it was kind of expected. I mean, uh, I think people are even surprised Flash is going to come back for another season. I uh, Flash this season has been okay. I, I haven't been super thrilled with it. Um, it's just it's just good. I, I do like the characters. That's another show that's had to go through some transitions with people coming and going. Um, they have um, 
couple of the main people are still on the show. Of course, um, Grant Gustin playing the flash. I mean, if he ever had to leave or was going to leave, that would end the show. I mean, there, there's no way that they would bring in a new flash that he stuck with it. And, uh, and then that's a pretty much it. Uh, you know, Iris, his, his, his now wife on the show, she's still in there. The actress, her, her father, I think he's leaving that the actor's leaving at the end of this season but they've added some new characters and yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I think that the difficulty with the flash is they hit some of the biggies in the early seasons, big uh, enemies of his like reverse flash and stuff like that. And then they, they've kind of, uh, they've kind of slipped into the, his adversaries aren't nearly as interesting as they were in the early days is the best way to put it. They're a little bit weak and I think sometimes, I mean, one of the reasons I, you know, here I'll, I'll spin off a little bit, give you a comparison, but one of the reasons I think the Avengers movies, and especially the way they did the last couple of those movies when they were fighting Thanos, you know, the, the reason it was so good is that he, they had a, a villain that you could, you could really kind of understand a little bit and, and he was a character. He wasn't just a cardboard cutout. You could kind of see his motivation a little bit, even though, you know, killing half the universe. <laughs> People always say you could snap your fingers and kill off half the universe uh, of whatever, that why don't you just snap your fingers and give everyone a lot more resources, right? You know, <laughs> it's just like, you know, Thanos, you don't need to kill everybody. You could just snap your fingers and make things better for in, you know, food and whatever else you feel like is happening or, or the problems. You could just fix the problems. You don't need to, you know, if he, he always basically seemed to think the people were the problem. But point being is the best movies and stories that they do in these kind of comic book worlds, you have to have a good adversary. You know, like the, I'll give you another comparison, the Netflix uh, superhero shows, you know, which started with Daredevil. One of the reasons that show is, has been pretty much the one everyone loves the most of the, out of that little group is that he had Kingpin uh, and, and the actor D'Onofrio, whatever his name is, he was amazing. And, and he, you believed he was Kingpin and you also believed he was a nasty piece of work. So, and I'm 22 minutes into this podcast, so let's, let's take a break here in a minute or two. But, um, but anyway... Uh, so I think that's one of the problems the Flash has been having in the last few seasons. So, so I'm kind of talking about a lot of different things. One last thing I did watch. It's funny. Paramount Plus is now getting well. They have all of the Star Trek, all of the Star Trek, which is a lot, and they're getting the the Halo show. By the way, is good too. That's on there. But they're also getting uh, movies uh, like 45 days after they're in theaters. And like they had that latest Scream movie on there and pretty quick after theaters. The one I watched last night um, was the one called The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and uh, Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt. You guys have probably seen the ads. I never managed to see it in the theater. Um, it was okay. Kind of had that Romancing the Stone vibe a little bit. Um, Daniel Radcliffe was kind of the adversary. Uh, they were searching for The Lost City. There you go. There's a surprise. It was it was okay. I, I would say I was a little bit, you know, it was just very average. Um, the only thing I'll say is Sandra Bullock traipsing through this jungle in this in this sequin-y dress for most of the movie was 
I don't know whose idea that was. That she probably really annoyed her. Honestly, her character in the movie's annoyed by it, and and, I, and it was kind of, uh, yeah, she, she's not in it for the whole in that dress for the whole movie, but but a lot. So, uh, but um, but yeah, if you have Paramount, point is, if you have Paramount Plus, you know, you're getting these movies that come out pretty quickly after theaters. Um, even Top Gun, which is out at the end of May here, uh, the new Top Gun movie is supposedly going to be on there um, pretty quickly. And I think, I thought I had heard that the new James Bond movie that they did, but I don't know. I don't think that's, wasn't that a Paramount movie? I don't think that's on there yet, but um, I thought that I had read that somewhere along the way. All right, I am going to take a short break here, and then we'll come back. We'll, we'll start off talking about Picard, the last episode. I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll play some kind of little um, Star Trek trailer preview or something in here between uh, after when I'm taking this break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about the last episode of season two of Picard, and then we'll talk a little bit about um, Strange New Worlds. Be right back. Do you think we're on the path to the right future? I'm not certain. He's going to use the drones to take out the rocket. I can't stop them. There's been so much loss, so much death. Other people's lives aren't up to you. Their deaths aren't your fault. Humans, your pains fix you to moments in the past. I have one last surprise in store. All right, folks, so here's your last um, spoiler warning. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, this last episode of Season 2 of Picard that's called Farewell. You just heard a little bit of a preview trailer to that. So there will be some slight spoilers. Also, the um, yeah, maybe more than slight spoilers for this, I guess. And then Strange New Worlds, uh, I'll get into that here shortly. The uh, So let me uh, kind of just sort of talk about Season 2 of Picard in, in general. There's a lot of people that, eh, how do I want to talk about this? I am kind of formulating my thoughts. I've, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, when I've done the podcast for so long, I, I don't write things. Well, occasionally I'll write things down of what I want to talk about, but I, 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 I've gotten to the point where I can pretty much do it just like I'm having a conversation, like there's somebody sitting here. But the, um, what I was going to say or what I wanted to say is the um, when season two of Picard started, you know, I know there were people who were not super thrilled with the first season. I enjoyed it. I've said this before. The The second season came around and it starts off with a pretty big bang the first episode or two. And everyone seemed a lot of the fans that I was reading on different sites and forums. Everyone was kind of like, oh, yeah, I really like this. This is so much better than season one. Right. There was a lot of that talk you know they brought back q uh, there was you know some ship stuff with starfleet there was the borg i you know let, let's throw in a bunch of stuff there then there was time travel you know it was almost like hey we're gonna feed you guys all the cool little star trek things you like maybe they should have almost flipped into the mirror universe that would have been the topper of the cherry but so it was kind of to me i was sitting back and thinking about this and well okay i get why everyone was Oh, this is, yeah, this is Star Trek. This is the way Picard should, things should be going. And then things change. And I forget where, what episode it finally was, three maybe, or whatever, whenever they finally went to the past, to L.A., which is where it's filmed, and, and basically where these, 
you know future people living in the in the present so there it there became a lot of sort of elements from like the fourth star trek movie people were seeing they even brought back the guy in the bus right there was that scene you know in, in one of the episodes the same actor um I think it was Rafi and, and Seven on the bus at that time. So, so you know, there were all these little throwbacks, uh, and, and then they started to run into trouble with the, the police and, and immigration, and they, there was a little bit of political things being thrown in. So the fans and some of the people out there watching it started to get a little turned off. They didn't really, well, I, wanna, I want the other stuff. I want the Borg. I want ship battles. I want Federation, Starfleet, and all that. And, and I'm like, well, guys, this is this is the way they they previewed this show pretty much always. Um, my little troubles really were they weren't those things. They were a couple things. I've said it before. I always think that these shows, Discovery falls into this trap and has uh, Picard has fallen into this trap and still does. They're they're paced poorly. My point is is that they do a lot of episodes which seem to be. Well, there's not a lot of the moving the main plot along. You know, these are these are arc type stories. These are season long things, right? They're not individual episodes, and more on that later when we get to Strange New Worlds. But they they're because of that. Like, if think about this, if like you're reading a book or something, the book can't just sort of spin its wheels. This was well. Here's a good. I'm even going to a further analogy. This is my. And I've said this many times, this is my trouble with Wheel of Time, the Wheel of Time book series, is that you need to continue forwarding the characters, forwarding the plot at a reasonable pace. You can't just sort of stop and, and just, oh, let's explore this guy's hangnail for the, for a couple of episodes or, or for a whole book. And I'm exaggerating, but you get my point, I think, is that... I think Picard fell into this a little bit, and I think this is what what disappointed some people. They got into this whole thing about Picard's backstory, his, his time growing up with his with his mother who had mental issues, and you know, and and they were giving us this info, and and we were all like, well, what's this got to do with the main story? And truthfully, it, it did, and it didn't really have a lot to do with the main story. It was sort of an avenue to, for them to reveal and show that stuff. And it had a connection to Q, and it had a connection to the story, but not really, not directly. And so it was a little obtuse, I thought. And uh, so now I'm okay with all that. I don't, I don't need Star Trek to be slam bang. I'll enjoy it. Did I enjoy it as much as some other shows or seasons and episodes of Star Trek? No, it was, it was okay. It was fine. I wasn't hating on it like some people were. So, and again, I'm not trying to counter or say. Everyone is entitled to their own. As, as Harlan Ellison always very wisely and eloquently said, not everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Everyone's entitled to their own informed opinion, which I always thought that was a great thing. You know, Harlan Ellison, super guy, so sorry he's gone now, but great literature. You guys should read some of his, his books and his short stories are just amazing. Um, but his, his point always with, when he says everyone's entitled to their informed opinion, we're, we're running into this issue a lot in the world in the last couple of years is don't speak from things that you don't know what you're talking about. You, everyone can say, oh, well, I have free speech. I can say what I want. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't have any real knowledge to back it up or experience, right? And I don't know, how did I get off into this tangent? <laughs> 
I don't know. Uh, but it was, well, maybe my point was just in general with Star Trek. I mean, I, I, I see people immediately going to the, you know, I hate Picard, I hate Discovery, and I'm like, really? You really hate them? You you probably are a fan if you're on this Star Trek group and posting about it. And, and you, you really hate these shows, for one, like it's just a TV show, as William Shatner famously said. There's no reason to hate on it. If you don't really care for it that much, then just don't watch them, you know, has been my always point, you know, like, but, um, but anyway, so, so that was a little preamble preview of, of my take on, on Picard and, and a little bit about Discovery. And I think one of the things they, they're, they're struggling with. I, I, I think they need to move the story along a little bit more evenly. I, I one of the things that I thought was it was unfortunate. I, I, I wish we had had more Q in 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 Picard season two. I think he didn't pop up that much. Now that could have had to do with maybe the way they filmed John Delancey's availability. There could be a lot of reasons. It might not just be the story and the plot. I, I, I wish and hope it's hard to say these days with COVID and everything. But I wish and hope that that the writers write what they want, and then they make it happen. That it isn't overriding other circumstances that they mean they have to change things. I know that they that does happen. Like there's definitely times where you can see like, well, what did they do there? Why did they do that? And I'm not just talking about Picard right now. I'm just talking about even any series of the last couple of years. And it's because somebody wasn't available. Like, uh, I'll give you another example of that. Like, Tig Notaro, if that's how you say her last name, she's fantastic on on Discovery. I mean, I wish she was in almost every episode, although maybe if she was in every episode, you wouldn't be enjoying it because she just pops up now and then. But I know that I think the way it works with her, because for whatever reason, she's very limited in her ability to, to be on the show, that they they can't get her all the time so they kind of slip her in when they can and when she's available so there the writing i think and the availability of her as an actress work hand in hand they kind of go together and then maybe that was delancey and q and maybe that's why we got such not nearly that much of him considering everything right so then let's let's talk a little bit more into the the last episode and some of the characters and what happens and things like that. So, again, I thought this stuff with with learning more about Picard's background and his mother was was very interesting, uh, and I, I was good with that. the The way they wrapped things up in the last episode, it was a little bit rushed. It's it felt you know there's a lot for them to do. They had to help you know, the big story was Rene Picard. You know, this ancestor of Jean-Luc was was going to be doing this Europe mission, and she was kind of going back and forth whether she'd do it or not. And we had, uh, you know, <laughs> we had we had the bad guy, you know, played by played by Brent Spiner, who was a little bit of uh, hamming it up, honestly. A little sometimes, you know, I I don't know if he's a great bad guy, honestly. I don't I don't I don't think it fits him super well. Uh, but that's just my opinion again you know my informed opinion because i've watched this stuff but the and then watched years of him playing data uh which i think it was he was just amazing you know it was kind of like a, a a role that i think fit the actor super well the same thing you know could be said of like leonard nimoy and a lot of the star trek people of the past you know i think casting for these things it becomes pretty clear pretty early 
if they've really hit it like right and they do a very good job i think i think the casting people on all these shows do a great job so but the last episode you know they 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 more or less foil the plan you know they they're able with with some losses um to you know renee gets off on her mission their europa mission and and then there's a nice scene with picard and q uh that i think is really interesting you know picard they have a really good exchange there. I really enjoyed that. So that kind of get ra- gets wrapped up a bit. Um, and it, it kind of, the pieces kind of fell into place. I, I would say that the last episode was mostly the way I thought it was going to go. Um, you know, I, I'm trying not to say a few things, even though people, I, you know, I did warn you for spoilers. Well, I'll, I'll say one more thing. You know, Rio staying in the past, that was kind of, I figured that would happen and or he would take the 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 woman the doctor and and her son into the future i kind of thought it was going to go that way for a while because they were playing very much like star trek 4 you know with, with the the whale doctor going to the future i thought well they're, they're just going to grab her and take her to the take her to the future with her son right but um especially when rios is showing <laughs> showing him his ship and all that but um, the interesting things I thought that were a little un, un, uh, surprising, but I think they did them pretty well, was how they integrated the Borg and, and uh, Agnes Gerardi, that, you know, how that all thing worked out. I, I think that was done pretty well. I kind of like that, actually. Uh, and then you had Seven there and, 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 and Gerardi now becoming this, this future Borg queen thing. Uh, those were surprises a little bit. And, and I, I thought, again, I thought that was interesting. And then at the end, of course, they're all back. Everything's kind of, but there's a little bit of a preview of maybe what they're going to have to deal with for um, the next season. And of course, season three, the big talk for season three uh, for Picard is that a lot of the TNG people, practically basically all of them uh, are going to be in, uh, in the next season. Not quite sure how that's going to work. Are they going to be in all the episodes? Are they going to be off on a ship together? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the last we saw Riker and Troy, you know, they're just kind of hunkering down on a planet, you know, raising their their kid and all that. That so, and they pulled Riker back into into Starfleet temporarily for for that cool scene in season one at the end. But um, yeah, so we'll see how they work all that out. It'll be fun to see those characters again. I'm really looking forward to Worf and and, and seeing what he's been up to on on you know the home world for the Klingons and all that. Chancellor Worf or whatever he is now, but um, is that isn't that what he is? But uh, didn't he go off and do that at the end of Deep Space Nine? I think. Uh, but anyway, so Picard, yeah, I think it wrapped up pretty well. Was it kind of what people expected? No, of course not. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, was it the most amazing thing or anything? No, but I mean, Patrick Stewart, just seeing more of Patrick Stewart, seeing a young guy in, and we even got to see Wesley, right, in the last episode, which that was a little weird, I'll admit. You know, it was like, what? what's this about? Now, I would think that that wasn't just a toss-away thing, that, that that's gonna, something's going to happen in season three related to that what happened there don't you think i mean what was the point if that's not going to be the case it was like hey wesley pops in you know but um will wheaton finally gets to come back even though you know he's doing ready ready room things all right that's probably plenty we're about 40 minutes on the podcast i will take a one more short break here and then we'll talk about the amazing uh strange new worlds the first two episodes how much i love this show already and and all of that. I'll be right back. 
I need you back, Captain. No matter how many stars there are in the sky, no matter how many galaxies swirl beyond our own, no matter what the mathematical probabilities or the number of times we say, we are not alone in the universe. Our first visit from the stars is always the province of children's stories and science fiction. Until one day, it isn't. All right, there's the one of the little teaser trailer things for Strange New Worlds, the or I should say, call it Star Trek colon Strange New Worlds, the new, the latest Star Trek show, the one we've been waiting for. I've been waiting for, and I think a lot of people because it's been getting like everyone seems to like it, which is shocking. I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there who who aren't or maybe whatever that just don't want to like anything, even if they're a quote unquote Star Trek fan, but. This series, you know, they, so they introduced, let's go back a little bit. So season two, three, what was it? Three? I don't know. I, gosh, that's too bad. <laughs> no, sorry. Definitely, definitely, uh, definitely season two of uh, Star Trek Discovery, they introduced uh, uh, some of these characters from the Enterprise right um the i think it was at the very end was it at the last episode of season one that they brought the enterprise in i think so so we got to see captain pike and number one and spock and all that right so that was cool and then um so yeah i i thought at the time i thought oh my goodness wouldn't it be cool and i think a lot of people were were saying this wouldn't it be great and cool if they could do a Pike, Captain Pike with the Enterprise, that, you know, period of like roughly 10 years or so when he's with Spock and in the early days of, of that. And, and, you know, it would be just slightly before TOS. It would sort of be with that kind of Federation and Starfleet. I mean, for me, as I've said a hundred million times, Maybe not 100 million, but a lot. Uh, TOS is what I grew up on, the reruns of that show. And to have another show like that with that kind of time frame with some of the similar, you know, characters I knew about, the Enterprise again, it's just got such an appeal. And the biggest thing, truthfully, of all for me, just about the biggest thing is single episodes. No arc. No arcs right now. Just individual stories for an episode. Then the next, there's little tiny things. We've only had two episodes so far. There's little tiny things. Um, the biggest one is what we learned when Discovery was on, which is Pike's already sort of been, he he knows about his, his, his not, not, it's not really truthfully his death in the future, but his big, the big accident that puts him in that chair with the beep beep thing. Right. <laughs> so I don't know why I think I, I think I've, uh, 
I think I've been commenting and saying at times where he learns about his death. He doesn't learn really exactly about his, he learns about something really bad in his future. Uh, but um, so, so again, uh, going back to what I said though, about I've become super tired by d- discovery, especially on their, the galaxy's going to end. Only discovery can stop it. And there's this weird space anomaly thing or weird thing out there. They've done this now two in a row and it will kill me. It literally will kill me. Maybe not literally. Uh, that's an exaggeration, but it will just be like, if they come back for their next season and they are doing another season and have another thing like that. And for the whole season, get back to exploring. They kind of hinted that they would do that at the very last episode of the fourth season of Discovery. There were little hints that they were going to get out there, rebuild some more of the Federation, kind of visit some planets and things like that. They need to hold on to that, and they need to also realize and see how many, how much people are embracing Strange New Worlds. And I'm telling you, it's not, yes, it's cool about Pike. It's cool about the characters. They're great, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. And the Enterprise and everything, but I'm telling you, it's episode episodic Star Trek that people have been missing. The two biggest treks, I would say, uh, you know, bar none, that people, you know, would probably hold on to and love the most, the original and Star Trek The Next Generation. And both of those shows did episodic, epi- you know, episodic episodes. Seems redundant, but I mean, they really didn't do arcs. Right. And I'm not opposed to it. I mean, Deep Space Nine kind of started off that way and then they went into arcs. I actually, I frankly think Deep Space Nine did it best, really, because they they spent some time building up the characters and the stories and had a lot of, you know, episode things. And then later with the Klingon and the Cardassians and the war stuff and all that, they got into the, you know, somewhat season long stuff. So I think they kind of had the best of everything in, in Deep Space Nine. Voyager did a mix, I would say, that they were fairly episodic, you know, quite a bit of the time. But again, you know, each subsequent trek, I think, has become, well, especially before we went to Paramount Plus or CBS All Access until we went to the streaming model, um, they they lose fans. There's more, there's, you know, I, I, I think that's not, surprising. I don't think it's because Star Trek is necessarily any worse exactly. I think there's just so much more media. I've talked to my friends about this all the time. There's so much more content. You know, I've said this again on the podcast many times that when I was growing up, I mean, my goodness, I could see every sci-fi or fantasy TV show or movie easily. I didn't miss anything because there wasn't that much of it. (laughs) And that I was even still watching reruns of Star Trek or something or you know, even up until TNG times, it's just there, but it's everywhere now. There's so much, so many things. And there's video games that, you know, it's just, there's so much, you know, entertainment, we'll call it to consume that it be, this stuff gets a little bit diluted down. People kind of complain like this when they talk about like, the the comic book movies like everything's a comic book movie i don't i don't really think that there's a lot of movies that are not comic book movies uh are there a fair number of comic book movies oh yeah there are and they tend to be some of the most you know they make the most money out of the some of the most popular ones too so they're going to keep doing it if they make money it's like somebody commented i saw over the yesterday or the day before and oh i know what it was oh here i have to mention this with strange new worlds i wanted to make sure if you don't know 
they put the first episode up on YouTube. You can watch it. You don't have to be subscribed to Paramount Plus. So watch the first episode on YouTube, everyone who doesn't have those services. I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to get hooked. And you'll spend that, like, whatever it costs, seven bucks. I don't know what it is per month. I get the annual pass thing for it, and it's not that bad. And they have movies on there and other shows that are good. So, um, But the first episode of Strange New Worlds is on YouTube now. I think it's going to be a limited time on there, maybe a month or so. So watch it soon. Uh, but, um, there was a guy who commented on that YouTube. If you go to the YouTube thing and you'll probably find a few people do this. He says something like, boy, it'd be nice if they didn't have to put this on pay streaming services. Or I forget how he said, it'd be nice if the studio did that or whatever. And I said, yeah, you know, it'd be nice if they spent millions of dollars. These episodes cost, it's a, it's an amazing amount, like eight, nine, $10 million per episode. Yeah, they're going to spend that on an episode and then not make any money off of it or or a profit, right? Yeah, because all of us who have jobs who work at places, yeah, we don't care about making money. or <laughs> That's how they pay people, folks. That's how they pay those people who work on these shows. That's how the company itself, the overall company, makes profits. I mean, that's – everyone says, oh, they're greedy. They're greedy, and I throw, I see the word greedy. There's nothing greedy about it. No one's forcing anybody to do these things. If they can make money, I don't feel these streaming services cost. Here's my Rico soapbox for the week. It was a little bit earlier about, well, it wasn't really about COVID soapboxing, but um, although get vaccinated, but, but, you know, they don't really cost that much, honestly. They really don't. When you think about what you get out of it, like, you know, we're getting multiple Star Trek episodes the and and the, the the other thing that I'll say about it, I don't think my point is when people say they're being greedy. I I think if it was, what am I paid? I think I paid ninety nine dollars for the annual pass, so that's less than ten a month. Might have been less than that even. I think seventy nine for 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 this. Yeah, I think I don't think it was ninety nine. I think ninety nine was maybe one of the other services for a year. But whatever it is, eight, nine bucks a month or something like that. I mean, it's less than, gosh, do you know how much it costs to just go to like McDonald's for lunch now if you do that or a fast food place? It's more than that for one stupid little hamburger. Plus, so I get entertainment for a whole month for the less than the cost of a lunch out or a couple of, if you're into getting coffee, which I don't drink, but if you're into getting coffee, expensive coffee, it's like one or two of those, right? So, Again, going back to this comment where people say they're being greedy, I'm like, if it was 30 bucks a month, 40 bucks a month, then I would start balking at it. Like, I'd be like, oh, no way, you know. And I know everybody has different incomes and different, you know, things they have to choose between. But the last thing I'll say on this point, and then we'll get back talking about the actual show and the characters, which are so great. The um, just wait till it's all done. You know, you, you can wait. Stranger Worlds is going to be 10 episodes. So we've got about two months. Two episodes have gone. So we've got about two months. So about, let's see, mid-July, all the way out to mid-July, early mid-July. Um, by the way, I am going to go to San Diego Comic-Con. I got press pass. Woohoo! Um, that was another reason I wasn't too worried about Motor City Comic-Con. But the um, So you wait until it's all out, spend by a one-month thing to Paramount Plus, and you can watch all of it. Right, and that's a good deal. Uh, you, there's nobody out there. You, you, you are fooling yourself or lying to yourself if you think that's a ripoff or greedy. You can do that. They they don't make it so like it's not like if they were really being mean about it. You know, they could say like, you know, 
here's the episode. You got to watch it like this week. Then we're going to take it away so that like basically you could never do the what I'm just saying, which is wait a month or two, wait till it's all out and then and then sign up for it. You know, a lot of these services are doing this episode a week thing, which I love, by the way. I, I like to have it spread out. I, I, I want to enjoy it slowly and savor it kind of. I don't want it all thrown on at, on one day and the way everybody races to watch it all uh, because it's just not not I don't really have that kind of time usually and I don't like to do things like that. I, I think these things are meant to be kind of enjoyed like more slowly. <laughs> so all right, enough. I feel like I, I spun off on a lot of different things and I'm already at 50 plus minutes. so maybe about another 10 we'll talk about strange new world. So uh, the let's talk a little bit about the first episode. I'm not going to get into details episode to episode. I'll give you an overall. But I love the first episode. We get the characters introduced. Pike's really messed up a bit. He's kind of hunkering down out on his little cabin in, in uh, where is he supposed to be? I think, is it Montana? I think it's supposed to be. Out on his horse, you know, somebody had this comment about, um, what is it about? Uh, oh, I think it was Rick Pete sent me a thing about, what is it about Starfleet captains and horses? <laughs> I said, I love it. I, I think it's great. I love horses. But he's out there. He's got this other captain that he, he, you know, is in his cabin, which which at first, you know, they almost sort of make it look like, is it number one? Or is, is Pike and, and, and number one having a thing, you know, going on? You know, because she has a similar uniform, that she has dark hair. They're kind of like with the camera angle at first. I'm like, no, 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 or whatever. But um, the, because uh, that's been one of the things that they've said about Discovery, especially with Burnham and stuff, you know, it's, it's sexy Trek. And I'm like, yeah, is it really? I mean, it's, it's on a, it's on a streaming service. We're in the year 2022. These people are going to have relations. They're going to show it a bit on TV. Now it's just, we're in that era. You know, if that doesn't, if that bothers you, you probably shouldn't watch. I mean, it's going to happen sometimes. So people do that kind of stuff. That's the way the world is. So uh, Strange New Worlds, though, I, I, I just like the way they bring everything together, bring all the characters together. It has a cool story about this this civilization that, that learns about warp technology. But I think this was a fantastic idea that an, uh, a, a civilization that learns about this, but they're not quite mature enough to, they, they basically turn it into a weapon. And, and that's a classic Star Trek theme and idea that, you know, it's, it, it involves the prime directive. And you, you, this is why we can't give, you know, fancy future technology to people. And it was an accident kind of that they found out about it. So and then, you know, Pike has a great little speech at the end of the episode. And yeah, just just really well done. And uh, the only little things that I thought about that episode, not not to nitpick, I'm not really much of a nitpicker, but the um, was the whole getting their their DNA kind of temporarily rewritten to have themselves look like the aliens. I'm like, don't these guys have makeup? I I, I mean, it seemed it, it, it seemed a bit excessive that they would have to do that. I guess you you know you could sort of say, well, in the you know 23rd century, that's not that hard for them to do. Although it kind of messed up and failed a little bit too at the time. But I just kind of thought to myself, that seems a little bit much, really, right? You know, <laughs> people are worried about getting vaccinated still now, and you're gonna inject this junk and mess with my DNA for like for a few hours on an alien planet. I don't know that that one. That that bit just seemed, you know, it just seems like a disguise <laughs> would be fairly easy to replicate 
and and have them do you know just just to make them look like these i mean they weren't that different it was the typical star trek aliens with sort of some different facial features and things so um but um yeah uh anyway uh what else that's probably enough i mean i i'm not going to get into the a lot of detail here or the individual characters i i do love all the characters i think it's great uh i think they all are very interesting in the um so let's the next episode, Children of the Comet, which was just this past week, was about this comet, obviously, and that was going to wipe out this planet. And, and, and Enterprise shows up, tries to stop it, run into some other aliens, some problems. But one of the coolest things about that episode was the first part with Captain Pike uh, cooking everyone this big meal in his monster-sized quarters that everybody's commenting on. Uh, I just like that idea. I like Pike's style. I like that he he talks to his 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 crew. His his and, and there was even some commentary in there about him. Not just it's not just about the main bridge people. He'll invite other people. He wants to know about his crew. He he's a good leader. It's just, I just love Anson's style, the way they're writing Pike. I, I think it's perfect. Uh, I, I think he's he's casual but stern too. You know, he's he's a guy you would follow. I mean, it's just obvious. And uh, and then there were comments about his his big hair, and uh, yeah, I think that it just looks cool. He's like um, a cool dude. So what are you gonna do? Uh, but yeah, great episode. They're really starting to slowly, you know, kind of flesh out the characters you know i i know my buddy joe and we were talking joe chris and i are talking about this a little bit and you know the there's always been this problem with discovery and you don't know much about a lot of the bridge crew characters they're trying to fix that i think a little bit especially in the last season but they're doing a much better job here with with strange new worlds as we're learning about these characters pretty pretty quickly and pretty early on you know i mean when you think about it we never really knew much of the original in the original trek even the main characters you honestly didn't know a whole lot about you would get little things for an episode or two but really it was about the story about they were on this new world and these aliens and stuff they they it, and that was the way tv was tv's much more character i think somebody said this at some point i, I think it might have been ron moore or other people have said it and it's not a surprise but modern tv is, is much more f- character focused than older television older television was just about the story you didn't know anything about people's motivations emotions no one sat down and talked about their feelings there was none of that kind of stuff but I think my uh, what I'm trying to say here is I think it's good to have a mix. I think you need a good story. I think you need a good story that serves the characters. And then you need to learn about the characters too. But you can't have too much. If you have too much one way or the other, I think I think you have a problem. And, and I, um, I think that's one of the, the balancing acts. And I think the things that um, Strange New Worlds just right out of the gate is doing the the really well which is being able to balance those things and and i just can't say enough good stuff about this show so far we've only again had two episodes i'm expecting great things uh, i i just I, I i really hope that they can continue to do interesting episodes that involve both a, a, a cool new story or civilization along with an episode that brings things out in the characters naturally 
you know, without just sitting on somebody's couch and talking about themselves, (laughs) which Discovery has done a little. And I'm not, I don't mean to, I hope I'm not giving the idea that I, I really, really am down on Discovery now. And I'm like, oh, Strange New Worlds is the new the new hotness and and I don't like I, I like discovery I, I think it does some interesting things it, it's not my favorite I, I think they do have some issues they should try to hopefully they're going to learn a little bit from watching how people are responding to strange new worlds uh, I don't think them they're going to totally like change or revamp the show drastically I was really hoping you know when they shot discovery into the future a thousand years about out that that was going to free them up a bit and it has freed them up a little uh, I think it was just mostly this last season of Discovery that really surprised me that they they went in the direction that they did. Uh, I think they still did some good stuff in it, but I think I don't think it was the right move. I think it should have been much more like go out and visit some planets and see some things and try to recruit some new people for the Federation and Starfleet and all that. But um, okay, so we're about an hour in now. Um, What else can I say here? I I mean, I love the actors. I love the characters. Strange New Worlds. I like the look. You know, there's always this whole thing about, well, that doesn't look like the Enterprise Bridge. You know, that's not, yeah, it's not the way it's supposed to be in this time frame. And guys, it's, it's, I put it this way. This is, uh, this is like if they had done TOS or the original, you know, original Trek uh, in the year 2022. You know, they're, they're still respecting the past. You know, the word that gets tossed around all the time is canon with with C-N, sorry, C-A-N-O-N, not two N's in the middle. Uh, that That's the thing that shoots cannonballs off pirate ships. But um, but anyway, the people are like, well, a couple of big ones have come up so far. One being the, um, they had Robert April, right? Okay, so Robert April, who is the original captain of the Enterprise in Star Trek lore, who appeared uh, briefly in an episode of the animated Star Trek, which has always been this kind of one, like, is it canon? Is it not official? Is it official? Is it? I feel that it is, because they have taken elements from the animated series and included them in live-action Star Trek. Not just books, um, but elements from those things have been have bled over, so... You can't cherry pick. If you're picking some of the stuff, you have to pick it. You know, you have to say basically that's all. So point being, they in the first episode of of Strange New Worlds, Robert April shows up to kind of pull Pike back in. And he's played by a black actor. And everybody's like, oh, Robert April's not black. He wasn't black in the animated series. And I'm like, "Eh, how many people really know that? I know the fans kind of do. Some of them do. Does it really matter that much? No, it doesn't to me. And, and I'm somebody who grew up on the original series and watched that and even the animated series a lot. So anyway, so the, the, the point being is if those things like that uh, bother you a lot, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that's going to happen. And, and they does the bridge look different than Pike's Enterprise Bridge did? Yes. Is it cool? Yes. Is it fine? Yes. So it's... It's just the, it's how they do it. it. It's, are they respecting it? Are they, is it still good television without being too, again, locked into, into making it look exactly like it did in, in, you know, 1966, right? Or, or even earlier when the original pilot was done, you know what I mean? So 
I mean, they have a different actor playing Pike. He's he's fantastic. He kind of looks a little bit like the original Jeffrey Hunter, like Pike, but not, you know, it's fine. He's got crazier hair, that's for sure. But, uh, but the, uh, yeah, it's good. It's just so, so good. I mean, I, I literally, you know, I was just smiling from ear to ear for these two episodes, basically. I, I, I can't say enough good things. A lot of people, I, I was flipping on the internet a little bit looking this morning for, for some of the clips that I played. And, you know, in YouTube, there's a lot of people and it's like, oh, here's somebody commenting and making up like a video about, oh, this is the Star Trek that you've always wanted. And I've seen other people posting stuff like, you know, even non, you know, big Trekkies will enjoy enjoy this show. I've been trying to get Lynn to watch it. She's not the biggest sci-fi fantasy fan. I've said that before, and I've been trying to get her to watch an episode of it. But um, but anyway, the uh, this uh, this is a great show. It's just it's really a good show. It's really solid. I hope we have many seasons of it. Um, one other little point I was going to say that just popped into my mind is, and I was talking again to my friends about this, but I saw somebody else post about this slightly. You know, this could, I know they've done the Kelvin movies, you know, with a recast of the original characters, right, for Star Trek. And they've already commented that in the, you know, they're already filming season two of Strange New World. So it's, you know, coming, another 10 episodes. So the, um, the and they're, they've already cast a, cast a young Captain Kirk. Oh, that's the other weird thing. They've got Kirk's brother on the Enterprise and Pike's Enterprise. And they're keep, they keep calling him Sam. And there was a reference to Kirk's brother and even shows up kind of in an episode of the original series. And there was a commentary about somebody saying, you know, uh, uh, you know, that that Samuel is his middle name. It's George, right. First name's George, George Samuel Kirk. Only you call him Sam is, is a famous line in, the, in, in uh, What Are Little Girls Made Of episode of the original series when there's a double of Kirk made with an android body there for people who don't know the episode, but the android Kirk tells that to the real Kirk. Now there's an easy line to that. Cause, cause everyone's calling Kirk this George Samuel Kirk on, on strange new worlds. They're calling him Sam. And I'm like, well, maybe Kirk, his brother just thinks he's the only one that calls him Sam. You know, he's not there. He doesn't know. Maybe Sam never told him that other people call me Sam. Everyone has, you know, not everyone, but people have nicknames. People have alternate names. I always get my my answer to, you know, my real name is Rick, and I've always used Rico on the podcast. And that goes way, way back to high school for me and, and my first one of my first jobs, too. People kind of, I got the nickname Rico, Um and it and it just kind of hung around. Some people would call me that. Some people still call me that in, in real life to, to to you know today. Do does everyone know who calls me Rico versus Rick? No, they don't. <laughs> so so that it's to me for somebody who has a, a nickname that kind of gets used, the it's very easy to see how how Jim Kirk, how Kirk you know might think he might be the only one that calls his brother Sam. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a big deal. And people are like, oh, they violated Canon. Yeah, can't, oh, gosh, I can't even say that. Canon. They violated, you know. No. Why? It, it, it's it's one person's perception. Here, here's another one for you, and then I'm going to wrap this up. 
I always think that it's, I really love, and I think I've been using even more these days, is I always love what Obi-Wan, older Obi-Wan says to, to Luke in the first Star Wars movie, you know, about from a certain point of view. Uh, you know, kind of th- things from a certain point of view. Actually, wait, that wasn't in in <laughs> that wasn't in the first movie, right? That was when he's Ghost Obi Wan talking to to, to Luke uh, in in Return of the Jedi, right? But anyway, the, the point being is everyone's knowledge, perception, ideas, thoughts. It's all based on whatever you just have in your head, unless you're getting you're talking to other people and doing some kind of a s- survey, study, whatever. So people just get so hung up on this stuff, it's just kind of exhausting sometimes. And I, I just think there's fairly easy explanations. So if, if you can just sort of look past that, it's not a big deal. I think it's kind of cool that we're going to see this other Kirk for a while. And But I got off on that tangent because they're going to have a new Jim Kirk um, in the second season. I think he's only going to be in the second season. He's played by Paul Wesley, who was on Vampire Diaries. So we'll see how that goes. But my... What I was finally trying to uh, get to and tell you is that what if we get four, five, six, whatever years of Strange New Worlds, and what if they do a total re recast, reboot of the original series, and they could still use all this Strange New World sets? They've got the Enterprise right there, right? You know, we have a we have a an episode where we're even seeing Kirk take command from Pike. You know, Pike in the wheelchair or whatever at that point, probably, or something. But, um, and then Spock stays and stuff like that. That could be pretty cool. And I, I could see them easily doing that. Easily doing that. Because we'll be several years away from probably the Kelvin movies. I mean, they're supposedly doing one more of them. But, um, but that, they could do that. And that would be cool, wouldn't it? Think about that. So that's my prediction right now. I think that's going to probably happen. I really do. I think it's a very, very, like, logical, as Spock would say, very sensible idea for them to pull off. So, all right. That is it for this week, folks. I was, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I, I love talking about, you know, Trek, of course, but I I really love the new show. Uh, I, I enjoyed the season, second season of Picard. And I hope you guys are watching it, too, and enjoying it. Um, that's it. Yeah, I think I'm going to end one other thing. Okay, uh, a little preview. Um there is a preview on YouTube of the next episode of Strange New Worlds called Ghosts of Illyria, which looks like a really weird episode, really interesting. I, I'm really kind of disappointed that we don't get, like, I really wish they had these previews for the following episode, like, prior to the credits. I don't know if on Paramount Plus you can even find these previews. I don't even know where they're showing up. But um, the same thing happens with, like, Discovery and Picard. I kind of am a little, it's one little thing, little nitpicky thing I'm annoyed by that we don't get these previews uh, for the next episode right away. Although, yeah, sometimes it's good to go in blind uh, completely. Oh, by the way, the engineer guy, uh, he's just great. We haven't seen much about him or learned much about him yet, but uh, uh, he, he's really, really good. Uh, the That's on Strange New Worlds, of course. Uh, but what I will play for you is there was this one thing that they did show, uh, I think it was at the end of the first episode, which was the, you know, this season on Strange New Worlds thing, right? Which shows you lots of little bits of stuff from uh, the upcoming uh, the upcoming season. So I'm going to play that for you as we finish off this week's episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. But everyone, take care of yourselves. Uh, stay healthy. Uh, be vaccinated. Just, just be vaccinated. And... Uh, because, yeah, COVID's out there. And uh, although 
not so bad, at least if you're vaccinated. So, um, the yeah, and I'm going to try to uh, get out of here, get this edited, and I'm also going to go see Doctor Strange this week. A lot of the word strange lately. We have Strange New Worlds, we have Doctor Strange in theaters, and that, that Thor movie coming, just a lot of good stuff coming. And we've got, um, oh, and I'm real briefly mentioned it, but I, I am going to very much 99.9% sure now that I'm going to be at uh, San Diego Comic-Con in July. Got a press pass again. Couldn't get a press pass to Motor City Comic-Con, you know. I mean, really, guys? Really? You gave me one for like 10 years in a row, and now they're not. I don't know what that means. And, and the difference about Comic-Con in San Diego is once you're in kind of the the, the 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 list, the press pass list, you just are on it. And uh, yeah, so you just kind of, you don't even really need to reapply, which is cool. That's the way it should be, really, kind of. I mean, maybe they have you do something every five years to show you're still like posting stories from going to the event and you're not just using it to get a free ticket or whatever. But, um, but anyway, um, yeah, so I'm going to be there. Really looking forward to that. Hopefully I catch up with some people that I haven't seen in a while. So that'll be fun. But um, yeah, that's the podcast for this week. Uh, next week, probably be a repeat or a guest cast. Two weeks out, um, what's that, Memorial Day weekend? Two weeks out, maybe we'll try to do something special for that. Maybe do some kind of a vidcast or a, maybe that's when we'll do a um, talk to the Patreon members uh, show. We'll see. Uh, that's it, though, and and here we go with uh, upcoming on this season of Strange New Worlds, a little preview, and I'll talk to you guys all soon. Thanks for listening. As always, this is Rico saying bye-bye. See you later. Live long and prosper. That seems a little too final when you say that, but uh, talk to you guys soon. Oh, last thing, Obi-Wan series, six episodes starting at the end of May. Oh, so excited. So excited. Looks great. All right, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Captain Pike to the bridge. There is a problem. We have less than one hour before the comet will impact. There will be no survivors. Let's get it done, people. We've got a planet to save before breakfast. Weapon up, Kirk. With me. Don't want anyone flying off into space. I know you had a vision of the future. Maybe your fate isn't written. Captain, we have incoming. Their ships are fast and their weapon systems. Let's just say we don't want to piss them off. Confrontations with our mortality can be a unique opportunity. You did not intend on being here. Will you rise to the job? Was that your version of a pep talk? Yes. What the hell did this? The onto bridge. Right shield now! seek out the unknown we will find things that challenge us but we do not back down i can't control it it's good to get mad sometimes it makes you human be vigilant get creative the magic of science we are bonded forever by the family that is starfleet let's get to work This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.